You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Thank you. Oh, thank you for your word. Thank you. Thank you. There shall be no error. Thank you for the accurate word of God. Skillfully divided. Jesus, our wisdom be presented to your people. And may Jesus be glorified and we be edified. In Jesus' name, amen. We are still talking about the spirit life. We started with the word culture, evangelism culture. We are now on the spirit. This is the culture of the believer. The culture of the believer starts with the word culture. Praise God. Everything they have to do has to be defined by the word. Amen. And not by their world. Is that right? By the word and not by their world. By the word and not by their is that right? So our boundaries are within the word of God. Amen. That is what gives us the barriers. That is what gives us the limitations. That is actually where we operate. Praise God. Hallelujah. And when we get the word of God and we get born again, we live the evangelism culture. The first thing we ask to do is to go and witness Christ. Amen. It is the basic thing that you do. When you are a child in the Lord, the day you are born again, you start living the life of evangelism. If you're not doing that, then you have not actually gotten anywhere. Because it is the first, it is the rudimentary practice of the believer to share Christ, to share the good news. And it's amazing how church is going on. And we come and enjoy all of these wonderful things. But we are not able to share it. And we feel cool. Oh no. That is not the praxis of Christianity. The praxis of Christianity is that when you hear the good news, you share the news. Oh praise God. Do you know how most of you market so many things? So many powerful things that you love and you market them beautifully. Market Christ. Market Christ. I said market. I said market. Please tell the next person, market Christ. Okay, and when you market, follow them too. Amen. It is rudimentary. It is the kindergarten. Yes. 
and you don't stop doing it. You do it till you die. It's your life. All the things I'm going to teach you, they are not things you, you do and then you stop. No, that's the life you, you live. That's the life you live. Live by the word. It's your culture. You live evangelism. It's your culture. You live by the spirit. The spirit life. It's your life. It's your life. You live by the spirit. If you decide to live by any other means, you'll be a victim. Oh, are you here? If you decide to live by the word, you live by your physicality, you become a victim of life. Because I started by telling you that you as a human being, you are a spirit. You only house. This body is only housing the real you. The guy you hear speaking right now is a spirit. And whatever he's telling you, he's speaking by his spirit. Are you here? Yes. So if you don't actually look at the things that would nourish your spirit, very soon your body will be more functioning. And you'll be functioning at a very low level. Low level. The spirit life. Last week, Apostle Paul spoke to the Corinthian church. Is that right? Oh, is that right? Do you remember? The moment you went home, you closed your Bible. You are just opening it right here. Look at the person and say, mercy for you. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are there. Okay, so that's what Romans tells us. But we know that Paul wanted to speak to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 3.1. He said, I've been talking to you as though you were still just babies in, Christian, in the Christian life who are not following the Lord. But your own desires. I cannot talk to you as I would to healthy Christians who are filled with the Spirit. Paul says, the level we are is not good. There is a deeper level. But I cannot speak to you at that level. Because although physically, with years, you have grown in the Lord. Spiritually, you are babies. What are the traits of babies? They are overly sensitive. You can't talk to babies. As a matter of fact, the problem of babies is that they don't even know themselves. Ah, how many of you knew yourself when you were babies? So babies, their fundamental problem is that they don't even know themselves. Yeah. 
So you see, talking to them becomes so difficult. Sometimes I want to talk to my daughter. And she's overly sensitive. I think the boys were better. <laughs> I'm trying very hard. Hey, as for the ladies, the babies, hey, I didn't know. Anything you say, they get angry. Hey. Very, very normal. I didn't mean I didn't know. I didn't know. I knew that when we started with my wife. But I didn't know they start from there. <laughs> hey! Everything gets them angry. So you have to make sure what you are saying. Hey. Hey. <laughs> grace upon grace. But, but babies are very sensitive. Babies are very selfish. Is that true? They, when they want something, they don't care about how you are going to get it. You have to get it. All your needs must wait. Theirs must come. Babies are self-centered. Babies can decipher truth from lie. Yeah. They are very narrow-minded. As a matter of fact, they can see somebody's house and look at their father. And all of a sudden, your value depreciates before them. <laughs> I wish I was born in that family. Yeah. Babies always look at the peripheral. They don't consider the deep things. That they, oh, the guy they are admiring and the father they are admiring. If they go deeper, they would have cherished their dad. Because he's actually giving them what is real. Are you getting the point? Yes, they can easily be deceived. Ask the next person, are you a baby in Christ? The particular problem actually Apostle Paul was dealing with with this Corinthian church had to do with division. This person 
chooses that person, and that person chooses that person. So they had clicks. So they were not together. And listen to me very carefully. Where there is not togetherness, the Holy Spirit cannot work. Clicks. Somebody say the spirit life. Look at what he says. I had to feed you with milk and not with solid food. Because you couldn't digest anything stronger. And even now, you still have to be fed on milk. Oh. Pastor Paul. You can see that he was actually lamenting. Is that right? For you are still only baby Christians, controlled by your own desires, not God's. And then he states what the problem is. When you are jealous of one another, divide up into quarreling groups. Doesn't that prove you are still babies? Acting like, acting like, acting like, acting like. Because anytime a man of God is speaking to God's children, you have to be careful. Because how God sees them is so powerful that you have to be careful and don't place them as if they don't belong to God. So he says, the behavior you are putting up is not that you don't belong to God. You are acting it. That's not your nature. That is not you. You have not brought yourself to an acting stage. like people who don't belong to the Lord at all. So he didn't say you don't belong to the Lord. No. He said you are acting like. In other words, this is not the spirit life. This is the life of the flesh. This is not the word life. This is the life of the world. They jealous one another. They divide among themselves. One person will be talking to you. But the moment you turn, he goes to the other. Because of something little they are going to get. He said, believers, you have quarreling groups amongst yourself. How can you be in the same group and you're not talking to yourself? How can you... Be questioning every time and not be adding every time. That's for you, everything you question. You are not able to say, okay, even what I'm questioning, this is my suggestion. We won't do it. Quarreling groups. 
there you are. Quarreling about whether I am greater than Apollos. And dividing the church. Doesn't this show how little you have grown in the Lord? Hello. Are you here? Do you know that children divide a lot? When you are living in a family house, I remember very well. When we were living in the family house. And I was a, I mean, a little child and, you know, we're living with my auntie. The children will come to our place and they go and feed our auntie. We'll be there and all then she will come. Fill her. Fire. Because children would always want to play as if they are favorites. Is that right? Oh, no, is that right? Uh -huh. they, and they will be peddling lies, saying things to win favor. I tell parents all the time, if you are not careful, your children will play you. <laughs> yes. So one of the things you have to understand about parenting, listen, is that, listen very carefully. Anytime your child comes to you and says, Daddy, I want to take the yogurt in the fridge. Ask the child, have you asked your mother? Because they have already gone to ask mommy. And mommy said no. They are coming to use you. <laughs> so you don't know. And you say, oh, take it. And the moment you take, they take it, and they are drinking happily. <laughs> Mommy, hey, didn't I tell you? That? Daddy said I should take it. <laughs> so it is a rule. It's a rule because they would divide to conquer. <laughs> yeah, they would divide. So make it a rule. Anytime they come to you, have you asked? Say, Daddy, I want to go. Have you asked your mom? What did she say? Then they will confess. I asked. <laughs> she said, I shouldn't go. So why are you now coming to ask? <laughs> yeah. So it will get to a point, they will know that when they come, they have to confess first. Oh, I asked daddy. That daddy said I shouldn't go. But he didn't allow me to give reasons. This is the reason why I want to go. And I said, okay, you wait. Let me talk to your mommy. Or let me talk to your daddy. And then we reason it out. If you have to go, then you can go. But it is babies. Babies do that. They, they, will, they will divide. Look at the next. God in his kindness has taught me how to be an expert builder. I have laid the foundation. Apollos has built on it. But he who builds on the foundation must be very careful. Now, Paul was trying to tell them that, listen, me and Apollos, we don't have a problem. You are the one creating the problem. Because Paul was the one who started the church. 
And Apollos was actually now a leader in the church. And so definitely, Paul is the one who has to teach Apollos. Is that right? But they were trying to make Apollos like the best. Because Paul was not eloquent. Paul's eloquence was in his letters. He knows how to write. But if he's talking, you sleep. Uh-huh. So they were trying to create a problem. Said, As for this man, when he's talking, you have the stuff, you know. Forget you. Don't mind him. You know, so they were trying to. But the point is that what they were doing was very delicate. Because these people had been with several religions. And Christianity had then come. Christ had then come. And they didn't have the understanding. So Paul has to take his time to take them through so that they will get it right. And if they got it right, we will get it right. Hello? Is that right? So he said, as for the foundation, Christ has laid. But we who are building on the foundation will have to be what? Careful. So that we can build on it very, very well. Somebody say the spirit life. Please listen. You can never build your life on human reasoning. Your little brain that God has given you does not supersede God. Did you hear what I said? Do I say don't reason? I'm telling you that there are several things that you don't understand. So your, your brain cannot even reason. There has to be a deposit in your spirit for your spirit to deposit to your brain. That's what you call revelation or illumination. I'll come to that. That's how you live the life of the spirit. You don't just rubbish. You, you say rubbish. You know children can rubbish things. Rubbish. Next. And no one can ever lay any other real foundation that, than the one we already have, Jesus Christ, the foundation. But there are various kinds of materials that can be used to build on that foundation. Some can use hay. You know hay. Some, some can use sawdust. Is that, is that right? Yes. These days, they are even using mineral water bottles to build. Is that right? So, as for the materials to build, it's only an analogy. It's only an illustration. You can use several things to build on the foundation. But whether they are solid, whether your building can stand, is very key. 
Oh, is that right? The reason why they were not growing and they are babies is because they are not using the right material. Oh, are you here? So it's just like your body. If you are born, and you've been born well, but you don't feed right, you'll be malnourished. That's what you call kwashio. So everybody will see that you are growing in age, but they will see malnourishment on your body because you're not using the right material to build the body. Is that correct? Okay. Some use gold and silver and jewels, and some build with sticks and hay or even straw. There's going to come a time of testing at Christ's judgment day to see what kind of material each builder has used. Oh, are you here? Are you here right now? Next. <laughs> Everyone's work will be put through the fire so that all can see whether or not it keeps its value. If it was straw and it goes through the fire, tell me the result. If it was hay and it goes through the fire, Tell me the result. If it is sawdust, <laughs> tell me, I'm all fire. <laughs> it will inflame the fire. It will be highly <laughs> And what was really accomplished? So the accomplishment is not what everybody is seeing. The accomplishment is in the value of the material that was used. Oh, hello? Hi. The accomplishment is in the value of the material that was used. It's not what everybody sees. So everybody can see, oh, it's beautiful. But it was built with straw. Oh, everybody who sees it's beautiful, but it was built with hay. Everybody who look at it, oh, this is amazing. This is so wonderful. But it was built with sawdust. And when it comes to the testing time, it will fail. It will collapse. I'll speak to that about the judgment day issues and all of that. I'll speak to that. I'll speak to some of those things. So, don't get confused. Hold it there. But what it is, is that whether here or after, your work is always tested. Oh, hello? Yeah. However you're building, <laughs> it's tested. Trials test your work. It shows what stuff you are made of. How you respond will show. 
whether your material is so valuable. Then every work, every workman who has built on the foundation with the right materials and whose work still stands will get his pay. Oh, hello. Will get his pay. But if the house he has built burns up, he will have a great loss. Watch this. He himself will be saved. But like a man escaping through a wall of flames, don't you realize that all of you together are the house of God? And that the spirit of God lives among you in his house. So you can now see what he's talking about. He's not just talking about the personal relationship, the personal individual Christian. He's now talking about the corporate church, the worship. That's why he's now using house. Very soon you see, he will use home because he will now come to personalize and talk about you. But now he's talking about the church. What is happening among the churches? God lives among what? You. Among you. Among you. Among you. Among you. God lives among you. So the church is so important because it is the place, the workshop, where we are taught to use the right material. And that's why the church you go to is important. Listen, it's so key, you have no idea. I told them at the Bible school that, listen, if you get, if you get, if you have conception as a woman, the one who takes care of your pregnancy is key. Is that true? As for the conception, you have it. But the one who takes care of it, who feeds you with the right material for the child to develop in the best way, is key. And the midwife who gives birth to you is key. The same analogy goes for the church. That when you get born again, who, the one who feeds you to grow is key. And what they are feeding you with is so key. It will determine how you grow. You can be deformed or deficient all your spiritual life based on the feed you are having. Are you here with me? Now, watch this. Watch this. If anyone defiles and spoils God's home. So now he's come to home. First house. If by the actions of the house, the activities of the house, the corporate, you are destroying the home. He, he didn't get it. 
if by the teaching, by the division, by the kinds of activity within the corporate worship, is destroying, defiling the individual. He said, God will destroy him. Because listen to me very carefully. Let's look at what he says. Go to the next. Everybody read the next sentence. What did he say? For God's home is... So who is he talking about? You. He said, every individual that is born again is holy and is clean. And he said, you are that home. And that's why... Anybody that is dealing with the people of God would have to be careful because this is what God has made them. This is what God has blessed them with. They are holy. They are clean. And therefore, make sure that they have the right material to grow. Is that clear? So you see, it is not demeaning the believer. It's rather showing you who the believer is. That's why he says, for God's home is holy and clean and you are that home. Oh, praise God. And therefore the house must be one. The house must teach well. The house must be a house of unity so that the individual home who has been made holy and clean shall be able to thrive in the house. Praise God. Is that clear? And that's why we should be able to treat each other well. That's how God sees the guy sitting next to you. Don't divide us. Praise God. Stop fooling yourselves. If you count yourself above average in intelligence, you see where the division is coming from. Some can reason well. So they are looking down on others. They think that others are cheap because they can reason. Because they have intelligence. Worldly intelligence. He said, as judged by this world standard, you had better put this all aside and be a fool rather than let it hold you back from the true wisdom from above. Oh, praise God. Can you see the thought of the account? For the wisdom of this world is foolishness. To God. As it says in the book of Job, God uses man's own brilliance to trap him. He stumbles over his own wisdom and falls. When a man thinks they are too wise, it tells you how foolish they are. And when man thinks they can teach 
God wisdom. Yes. So they said man should marry man. And woman should marry woman. That's how man tries to teach God wisdom. Small brain that God gave them. Yeah, small brain. Oh. That even when you have a weakness, instead of acknowledging that it's a weakness, you say we should institutionalize your weakness. Hey. We should legalize your weakness. That's a very depraved human being. Oh, is that not it? Yes. Because the logical thing is that when you have a weakness, you see that, oh, I have a weakness. And then you pray and believe God to help you. Don't you think so? But you say we should make it right. When you have a child and you give birth to the child and the child has a deficiency, then you tell everybody that this is the way children should be. <laughs> oh, is that not what they are saying? Exactly. Oh, this is the way children should be. Won't you correct the deficiency? Would you do that as a good mother and as a good father? That's what you will do. That's what you will do. So, oh no, we won't touch it. That's the way children should be. Rather, all your children are wrong. All other children. This one is right. Listen, please, please listen to me very carefully. Believers, this is the time that you don't have to joke with understanding God's word. Because listen, if you don't know God's word, you'll be deceived. And let me tell you, the devil has no power. What the devil has is craftiness. Listen, if you go back Anything you can talk about Bible, if you can't talk from Genesis, it's no Bible. Because everything in the Bible started from Genesis. So if you really want to get the scripture, start from Genesis. How did the devil get Adam and Eve? Did he use any juju? What did he use? Craftiness. Deception. That's it. And that's what the devil uses. Any power the devil has, men gave it to him. He was created below men. Angels were created to serve human beings, including the devil. So all he did was to usurp the power. He wanted to be like human beings. So he came to deceive human beings and took human beings their power. That's the day the devil fell. All other stories you hear. 
Yeah. All other stories you hear, I'll talk about that later. <laughs> Including some that. <laughs> and again, in the book of Psalms, we are told that the Lord knows full well how human mind reasons and how foolish and futile it is. So don't be proud of following the wise men of this world. For God has already given you everything you need. Oh, praise God. The everything you need is within the context with which he's talking. So it's not everything. Are you getting the point? Everything you need to grow well as a believer has already been given. In Christ Jesus. Oh, praise God. Look at the next. Look at the next. He says, he has given you Paul and Apollos and Peter as your helpers. He has given you the whole world to use and life and even death as your servants. He has given all of the present and all of the future. You are secured in Christ Jesus. And therefore, nothing should move you. Nothing should intimidate you. Nothing should stop you. Your growth has already been pre-planned. Praise God. He said, all are yours. And you belong to Christ. And Christ is God. Oh, hallelujah. What is he saying? He says, you are in a place that connects. Don't live by the flesh and the reasoning of human beings. Live by the spirit so you can connect to all these things that he has already given you by which you can grow and grow very well. Oh, praise God. Let me give you something short right here. Look at the next. Hebrews chapter 5, 11 to 12. Everybody read, Go. We have much to say about this. What, what is it about this that he has much to say? Anytime you are reading scripture and he tells you we have much to say about this, it means he has said something Be, Is that okay? So Hebrews 4, 16 tells us, let us come to the throne of grace. Eh? Where we obtain eh? mercy and grace to find help in time of need. Okay? He was actually talking about the rest of the believer. That the believer has been given rest. In Christ Jesus, we have the boldness to access God anytime. Our foundation cannot be shaken. God has given us supply of who we are and therefore we are bold to come to him. Nobody can condemn us. Nobody can fill us with guilt. Nobody can make us feel that we don't have what it takes. We have everything in Christ Jesus. Praise God. He said, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. Next. You need milk. 
not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. Oh, praise God. He said, I was talking about our righteousness. That it is not found in works. But most of you can still not understand it. Because you are still babies in Christ. And you want to live by human reasoning. And therefore you want your works to always play. But he says, I want you to know that you have been made righteous. But it's so difficult for you to take this strong meat. Because you think you achieve it by your works. It is not your right living. It is your righteousness. And when your righteousness is in place, there will be right living. So it doesn't come first. It comes rather second. When you understand the doctrine of the Christian righteousness, right living comes out of it. But solid food is for the mature. Listen, the mature Christian is the one who is not shaken by activities. They don't feel condemned by the activities around them. They believe the sure word of God that Christ stood in for them. And the day Christ stood in for them, nobody can condemn them. Because listen to me, that is the only one thing the devil can put you down with. The moment the devil makes you feel condemned, he's got you. That's why babies' problems and their major problem is that they don't know who they are. Are you here with me? They don't know who they are. They are confused about themselves. Confused. Who by constant use, watch this, by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. What the world says is evil is not their evil. What the world says is good is not their good. They have known the righteousness of God. And he who God has made righteous, nobody can make unrighteous. Therefore, their judgment does not come by the sins of the world. Look at the next verse. What he says there. Mark 10. Look, look. Mark 10, verse 833. I, I just love this. This was the time that Jesus was talking about Peter. He, Mark 8, sorry, Mark 8, 33. He was talking about Peter and, 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 and he was asking, who do men say I am? And everybody was thinking like a human being to explain God. So, he said, you look like John the Baptist. You look like this. You look like this. Say human reasoning. Human reasoning. So they could not distinguish to know and decipher what truth is. And then Peter connected by the Spirit and said, Ha! You are Christ. You are the anointed one. The son of the living God. 
And Jesus said, ah, flesh and blood. Human mind did not release this to you. You got it from the spirit. My father spoke to you by the spirit. You connect, Peter. But just like babies do, Peter was now growing. He was an infant. He connected one moment, one moment, After that, Jesus said, ah, he knows. I'm the Messiah. I'm the Christ. He tells them, I am going to die. Peter said, Tophia <laughs> The guy who by the spirit exercised his senses, all of a sudden, he was exercising to the flesh. You can't die. By what means? You know the kinds of things we've left to follow you. <laughs> If you saw that they die, can't die. <laughs> Jesus turned and looked at his disciples and then said to Peter, very sternly, Satan, get behind me. Huh? Peter was the one who spoke. Why is he rebuking Satan? Because Satan just confused Peter. Satan just spoke through Peter. Are you here? So Peter in one moment was a channel of the spirit. In the next moment was also a channel for the enemy. Are you here? But Jesus knew the source. He said, you are not speaking from the spirit. You are speaking from the reasoning of Satan. Satan, get behind me. You are speaking from the root of deception. In this particular case, death is important. Death is wonderful. Death is good. Because without death, men cannot be saved. But because you are reasoning, just like every other human being, who can easily be used by the enemy at any time, you are thinking about your selfish goods. And because of that, you think my death is not important. Are you here with me? So look at what Jesus said. Go. You are looking at this only from a human point of view. And not from God's. Please ask them the decision you are taking. Are you taking it from a human point of view or from God's? Ah, let them answer you. Somebody say the spirit life. Oh, please say like you say the spirit life. The man of the spirit 
takes decisions, makes choices by the Spirit. From God's point of view, not from human point of view. Ladies, he's a nice guy. Oh, man. Oh, I can sleep. I can sleep. Wow. Are you sure you are looking from the God's point of view or from the human point of view? The pay is fat. When I look at this job, they are paying me three times what I got for my old job. Are you looking from the God point of view or from the human point of view? We don't reason like everybody else. Oh, you are giving to God. Hey, when you know the command, sorry. Hey, are you thinking from the God point of view or from the human point of view? The Lord bless you. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.